हरिओ विशाल चांद द नाइन्थ वर्स कविम पुराण मनुषासितारम अणोरणीयांसमनुस्मरेद्य धातारमचिंतम आदिवर्ण तमस परिस्ताप्टर बिगिन्स विथ अर्जुनास क्वेश्चन रिगार्डिंग द वेरियस फेसेट्स ऑफ दट सुप्रीम reality and finally the last question of arjuna prayana kale cha katham neyosi niyatatma bihi how can one know you at the time of death prayana kale so bhagwan says that at that time of death whatever we think so we become whatever memory whatever conviction we have with that conviction when we leave this body we attain to that state so one who remembers me and leaves the body attains me but one who remembers something else attains that something else therefore this is the law of nature therefore bhagwan says tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mam anusmara yudhyacha therefore at all times you remember me constantly you develop this practice of remembering me of keeping me in your mind of paying attention to me of feeling my presence in your life of dedicating all your actions to me getting tuned to me seeing me in everything and everyone so constant practice is required because our mind is now tuned to something else we our attention is on the names and forms and the world so we have to shift that attention from the world from the outer names and form to the essence of the world god so when one constantly remembers then bhagwan says your mind and intellect will reside in me and you will attain me so who is what is the nature of that supreme reality is indicated in this verse which we chanted that with eight indicators that one has to remember this supreme reality which is pointed out by these words these are words words have meaning and that meaning indicates like for example i use the word water water has got a meaning and that meaning indicates that object called water when you reach when you see that object called water it doesn't have any words it doesn't have any meaning also in the sense it is just an object wordless and without beyond all thoughts similarly all these words which are there they have meaning so first step is to listen to the words 
Second step is to understand the meaning. Third step is to shift our attention to that which we have understood. And fourth step is to drop all words and keep the attention there. In sixth chapter also we have seen, Bhagavan says, this slowly and steadily pay attention to the self and then drop all thinking. Atma sanstam manakritva na kinchit chintayet. Thereafter you don't think. So these are great beautiful pointers that Kavim, that supreme reality is all knowing, it is eternal, it is the controller of everything and everyone in this world, it is subtler than the subtlest, it is the nourisher of all, beyond all comprehension, beyond all thoughts of the nature of pure light, light of consciousness and beyond all darkness. So Bhagavan says, one who anusmarit yaha, he who constantly remembers me in this way, of this nature, will ultimately attain me. Now in the next verse, 10th verse, Bhagavan gives us a great technique of remembering and merging into him. The final, what you call, stage of realization the final step of enlightenment is revealed in this tenth verse, the last door. Prayana kale manasachalena Bhaktya yukto yoga balena chayva Bhruvor madhye pranama veshya samyaka Satam param purusham upayati divyam Prayana kale manasachalena Bhaktya yukto yoga balena chayva Bhruvor madhe pranama veshya samyaka Satam param purusham upayati divyam At the time of death, the time of leaving this body and going. This prayanakal can also be understood as the death of the ego. One is the physical death means the body is left behind and one dies. But that is also not prayan because again we are born. But here one can understand as our Gurudev points out in the commentary that this is the death of the ego, death of the personality. It's like death of Siddhartha and birth of Gautam Buddha. So death of this limited personality. So ego is a self which is defined by words, defined by thoughts, defined by our memories, defined by our body and environment. It's a defined self. Self Self-defined is called ego. 
self undefined is the real self and this definition we keep on modifying a new degree we get so we add it to our definition new experience we get we add it to our definition new wealth we get we add it to definition i am a wealthy person that's my definition or i am a i am an intelligent person or i am what you call i am a hindu or i am a indian different types of definitions we have given to our own self if you remove all these all these definitions are with respect to the body the mind and various ideas but all those ideas in mind and body cannot really define or confine that pure self so these are only in uh, uh, conditionings like the pot conditions the the space the pot the mud it conditions the space so when it conditions the space appears very small restricted restrained within but when you break the pot or without breaking the pot when you transcend your attention away from the pot to that space pure space you suddenly experience yourself to be <clears throat> the space to be infinite in the same way <clears throat> the self is defined and we that self which is defined and which is limited is our ego our limited personality the jeeva jeeva bhava so here prayan means when the ego is totally dissolved with ordinary death the ego is not dissolved the ego is born again with new definition with with new form is born again it's like our chip mobile chip so you remove it from one instrument and you put it in another equipment it is still there even when it is free from equipment its presence is there you get the bill its presence is felt but when you just surrender it dissolve it completely then it is no longer there similarly this ego is not it doesn't die it doesn't perish with that just the death of the body the body is just the outer covering of that ego it's the outer dress it removes one dress and wears another dress it doesn't even remember the the dress which was worn we don't remember our past ne our past lives and all we don't remember all that we see on television and all just some sort of gimmicks i think we don't remember the past that doesn't mean we didn't have a past we had and we were very much attached to that body also we might have taken that body for jogging every day maybe to the same garden lodi garden who knows but we don't remember and if you are told and shown that body and if you are told that you want to enter that body again 99% people will say no no baba i don't want this is my i like this one the present one so prayana kal here is the death of the ego this is the final stage once the ego is dead and gone 
one experience the pure self. With that experience of the pure self, one may still utilize and use and one may still remember the the ego, but it is no longer identified with, one no longer identifies with the body. One is aware of the body. The realized masters are aware of the body. Gautam Buddha was aware of his past also. But there was no identification with that personality. He had transcended that personality. So, Prayanakal, at the time of death of this ego, when we, with full attention, when we remember God and constantly keep that attention on Him, then that Prayanakal actually takes place, the ego gets dropped and one gets an abidance in that Supreme Self. Uh, what you call a shift takes place. A paradigm shift hmm, happens. So Bhagwan talks about it here. He says, Prayana Kali, at the time of that death of the ego, Manasa Achalena, with a steady mind, steady mind, Achalena Manasa, Bhaktya Yuktaha, endowed with Bhakti, endowed with devotion, Yoga Balena Chaiva, also endowed with the strength of Yoga, we will, we will try to understand each and every word. The mind endowed, mind steady, endowed with devotion and the strength of yoga. Bruvor madde pranam aveshya samyaka. Bhagavan says, you bring your prana, the life energy, the life force, in between your eyebrows. In between your eyebrows bring the entire life energy there. And when one does this, satam, parasham, uh, satam param purusham upayati, then that person attains that param purusha, which that param purusha, which was indicated in the previous verse. What param purusha? Divyam, this divine supreme person, that supreme reality is indicated here as param purusha. Purusha means that which pervades everything, that which holds everything, one who is the sustainer of everything, that Purusha one attains. So this is the final step. And this step is possible when one has gone through all the previous steps. One has purified the mind enough through Karma Yoga. One who has made the mind single-pointed through various upasanas, one who has further purified the mind through bhakti, one who has purified the mind still further through jnana, one who has gained the strength of this mind through constant practice of meditation. Such a person who is ready, whose mind is all set, one who is all ready, such a person can take this final leap. It's like in the world is sometimes people uh, go into various types of sports and all, like skydiving or some other diving, parachute jumping. Hmm. 
to put a parachute and jump from the plane. Now for this, that jump is the final thing, but one has to get various training. First training is to tie the parachute properly. And various trainings are there. And the final step is to jump. One may, sitting at home, using computer and other simulation technique and all, may try to practice. But actually when the person is standing there, I have not done it, huh? But I can imagine, you can imagine the imagination Bhagwan has given us. So actually when you are standing, the plane is at a very great height and the air is coming from that open door and all and you are standing there and your instructor is telling you to jump and you are hesitating, you are looking down and everything is appearing so small and tiny and all and the clouds are also there and you have to jump. At that time, what will happen to your heart is something different. <laughs> but sitting in your computer, jump that is a different story. So, the death of the ego is a something much frightening thing. See, normal death is also frightening. But this uh, uh, death of ego is thousand times more frightening. Thousand may be a less number. It's like extinction of your, that personality totally. So the ego also feels it at a deeper depth. See, uh, there are, this like sleep. Sleep is also like a death, a temporary death. We die and we are born again when we wake up. Again we die, again we are born again. So in the same body we are. So one is not afraid to go to sleep. Hmm? Of course, if you are driving and all, you should not. But uh, otherwise, one doesn't get frightened because we know I will be born again in the same body. Death, ordinary death, is like dying into one body, from one body and taking birth into another, waking up in some other body. That is also not frightening because the ego has carried the memory of this from past so many lifetime. Even those who don't believe in rebirth and all, they also carry this memory. So ego is really speaking not so much afraid of this death also. As a person, so But the ego has not experienced its own extinction. It is frightened. Therefore, in yoga, in, um, in Ashtavakra Gita, the teacher says that people are afraid of meditation also. This type of meditation where the ego gets dissolved. So here when a person is ready that I just want to dissolve this ego and merge into that supreme consciousness. It's like the drop wants to dissolve its identity and merge with the ocean. Or like that uh, river wants to dissolve its identity and merge with the ocean. Similarly, a seeker finally, when he decides, okay, now I will take the final leap. I will dissolve my ego and, and merge in my own supreme nature. That is the prayanakal. It's very important. It's not that at the time of death means physical death. 
इट कैन हैपन एट एनी स्टेज ऑफ अवर लाइफ सो प्रयाण काले वंस वन हैज डिसाइडेड वन हैज टू फोकस वंस अटेंशन ऑन दैट सुप्रीम रियालिटी कंप्लीटली हंड्रेड परसेंट अटेंशन देफो भगवान यूजेज सो मेनी इयर टर्म्स टू पॉइंट आउट द हंड्रेड परसेंट अटेंशन रिक्वायर द फर्स्ट इज मनसा अचले न विथ अ माइंड विच इज नॉट चंचल विच इज नॉट मूविंग विथ अ स्टडी माइंड अचल अचल मनसा वन हैज टू ब्रिंग द माइंड टू अ स्टडी पॉस्चर सी द माइंड कॉन्स्टंटली थॉट्स कीप ऑन इरप्टिंग इन द माइंड कमिंग अप इन द माइंड दिस कैन बी ओवरकम थ्रू प्रैक्टिस इस आर कॉल वृत्तीस विच कीप ऑन कमिंग दिस कैन बी ओवरकम थ्रू प्रैक्टिस ऑफ मेडिटेशन देन द माइंड ऑल्सो कॉन्शियसली वी थिंक ऑफ समथिंग दैट कैन बी ओवरकम थ्रू वैराग्य सो इन सिक्स चैप्टर ऑल्सो भगवान हैज सेड दैट अभ्यास तो कौंतेय वैराग्य गृह्यते थ्रू अभ्यास एंड थ्रू वैराग्य यू कैन कंट्रोल द माइंड यू कैन काम द माइंड मेक द माइंड क्वाइट सो द थॉट्स कीप ऑन कमिंग बाय नेचर फ्रॉम विद इन कैन बी ब्रॉट अंडर कंट्रोल बाय कॉन्स्टंटली प्रैक्टिसिंग बिकॉज माइंड इज मेड अप ऑफ हैबिट्स इफ द माइंड इज ट्रेन टू बी क्वाइट then it can remain quiet just like they train dogs and horses and all some horses they train otherwise horses are so chanchal they don't want to remain at one place but when they are trained they are absolutely still must have seen during the parade and all or even the camels and all absolutely not even bending their head they're absolutely steady why they are trained so similarly the mind can be trained so training the mind is called abhyas and educating the mind is called vairagya through vairagya we have to educate the mind tell the mind that don't get attached to all those things the real joy is in the self so through abhyas and vairagya the mind can become absolutely steady there is no disturbance coming from within and there is no disturbance coming from outside the outside disturbance is stopped through vairagya and the disturbance from within is controlled through abhyas so mind has become absolutely still like the great wish year stories in the puranas and all of even shukdev ji maharaj was steady mind like all the noise of the world and all the attraction so called attraction of the world did not disturb his mind remain absolutely still so with manasa achale na to attain this achal mana itself might take a long time but suppose one has attained this stage of uh, steady mind bhagwan adds some two more points he says steady mind itself is not uh, complete one more quality oh this itself is so difficult 
Why one more quality you want? Says bhaktya yuktaha endowed with devotion. See this uh, steady mind is attained through abhyas and vairagya. Vairagya is this passion towards the world of objects and their pleasure. And abhyas by constantly practice. These are all to keep the mind steady. But that steady mind when it is directed towards that supreme goal. When the steady mind is is uh, dedicated with love toward that supreme, then that is bhakti. Hmm. Just keeping the mind steady itself is not uh, complete, but in that mind, in that steady mind, one should have uh, intense love for that supreme reality, intense attraction for that supreme. Intense uh, desire to become one with that Supreme. That is called Bhakti. Bhakti is an intense desire to become one with the Beloved. The more the oneness, the more is Bhakti. Complete oneness, complete identification, complete Bhakti. It's a desire to become one with the Beloved. In fact, uh, in, even in this world, whatever objects or whatever person, whatever uh, things which we like, we want to just identify with that. But complete identification with anything of this world is not possible. Again, this separation is there. And that separation causes us sorrow, causes us fear, causes pain, causes jealousy, pride, that, everything. We want to become one with objects, with people, with things and beings, but it is not possible. It is possible, this oneness with that supreme reality, because I am really one with that. So, bhakti is an intense love, intense desire to become one with that supreme. That intensity is very important. That intensity will further uh, help me in my, that final leap. It's like a person want to leap, huh? want to jump. First he should be steady and all, but then the goal should be very clear and then he should jump. Recently we had all these games and all. So a person diving into the pool of water has to first steady the body. You must have seen in Olympics and in the games and all, the sports person goes on that, uh, what is it called? Diving uh, board. He goes there. Sometimes they are, they turn huh? ultra and all. And they are closing their eyes and steady. What are they thinking at that time? Are they thinking of their dinner? Are they thinking of their children? Hamari jamane mein hum log itna karte the. Is he thinking like that? No. Is he thinking that after this diving I have to go there and I have to meet that person and I hope he is there and all. Nothing. At that moment he is hundred percent there. If he is there, if he is thinking all this, that fellow will jump somewhere else only. Hundred percent. See that is what, when we are doing japa, our mind should be on hundred percent on God. Not on other things. So that 
person is absolutely steady actually it's a great uh, joy to see actually even sports person it's a great joy to see them because they reach a height of attention same attention is required in meditation also so is 100% present there not even aware of all those things the people in all the stadium and all absolutely he first he makes his body steady then he makes his mind steady then he thinks about the 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 jump the the somersault and how many uh, he will do and how he will jump he, the whole thing comes in his mind then he is ready and he jumps then the whole body and everything follows like it is it becomes it becomes simple not that he just uh, uh, makes the body steady and jump and then decide kitna somersault liya che ek le ke do le no he has to think the entire attention is there and then he jumps and automatically the body follows similarly bhakti bhakti is intense attachment attraction and desire to become one with that supreme reality which is my own self i don't want any difference and difference is created by this ego so i don't want uh, even a little trace of that ego left so bhaktya yuktah yoga balena chaiva one more quality bhagwan says by the strength of yoga the strength of yoga is again through the constant practice of meditation one develops this steadiness of the mind hmm? not the final this stage but throughout the life constant practice of meditation and the mind becomes absolutely still huh? the vrittis and all have stopped and mind has become still that constant practice of this meditation gives a strength to the mind it's called yoga bala it the mind gets a particular strength it's got some power so just mind has got various power we know about will power it's a power of the will but this is power of yoga yoga means that steadiness which we have practiced constantly that gives that great strength to this mind so mind should have the strength to take the final leap just like sports person they have to train themselves they have to develop that uh, stamina and they have to develop strength and uh, the staying power and that uh, strength should be there so that comes by constantly training themselves not by drugs and all but constantly training one gets the strength similarly here one has practiced meditation for a long time the mind is trained it has got that strength it has got strength to live it has got that emotional strength of bhakti and this uh, strength of practice yoga bala and also and it has also has this abhyas and vairagya if the mind is steady 
equipped with all these three, when one uh, focuses one's attention on God, one attains Him. One more point Bhagavan says, Bhruvor Madhe Pranam Aveshya Samyaka. This uh, subtler yogic technique. Bhagavan says that bring your pranas. See, prana is our life energy. Our life expresses in this body as uh, with fivefold, with five expressions. Pran, apan, vyan, udan and saman. What exactly is life we might not know, but the expression of life is seen. Life itself is expression of that pure consciousness. Consciousness itself expresses as life. But life further expresses in five-fold in a human uh, body. So prana is that uh, life, power of life to take in, to take in things from the world outside. Even breathing in is the power of prana only. It's called prana. Then apana is that energy to throw things out from the body. And even from the mind also, if you want to throw certain thoughts and certain ideas which we don't like, it requires that apana shakti. So that power is also of the life energy only. Then prana apan, this prana and apan are balanced properly. That energy which balances this prana and apan is also that life energy only. That's called saman. Saman balances this prana and apana. Because too much of prana or too much of apana can make the person little imbalanced. So this, both these energies are balanced. That is called a saman. Then we have vyana. It is the circulating energy of life. That whatever is there, blood and air and so many things are circulated all over the body. That is the, the transport system of our, our personality. It's very important actually. Transport, if it, uh, there's traffic jam and all, then whole thing will be bad. And all our diseases are nothing but different types of traffic jam actually. Some bottlenecks, some jam, some rush hours, hmm. some road rage, <laughs> some road craze. Hmm. So different types are there. So this Vyana is a circulating energy. The life energy only helps in circulating things. And then uh, Udana. Udana is a subtler energy which is required for, uh, which is used for subtle thinking. For going into a state of meditation or even for this uh, final stage of uh, liberation. One requires that help of this Udana Vayu. It's a subtler energy. It's a, that by which we can eject the life. We can, like in our computer also, that ejecting is there, which the disk come out. So like that, this is a eject energy, which is uh, at the time of death also, this energy is utilized to this engage from one body and again get engaged with another body. So, and this is also used for subtler thinking. So, these are the five expressions of life. 
So here Bhagwan is talking about some subtler yogic technique by which this whole life energy which is there in our entire body it's uh, also the yoga's yogic uh, text and all they say that it is uh, it has uh, uh, special uh, uh, powers or or uh, spots within where it is more concentrated like the various chakras and all so here bhagwan says that you bring the entire life energy towards uh, up and in between your eyebrows in a simple way one can say that bhagwan wants the entire our life and everything personality focused on this final leap so full attention not only of the mind but also of the pranas it's like consciously dying into that supreme see ordinary dying also we require help and in the sense uh, if i don't want to talk too much about death why we can talk nothing like so uh, if somebody wants to die untimely he needs help from external help some goliya khao some ye karo wo karo but great yogis they can die without external help they can just bring that prana or leave the body leave the pranas do whatever so this year bhagwan is talking about that conscious death consciously bringing the entire focus of the pranic energy in between the eyebrows because that is the point where the when one focuses one's attention it helps in that reaching that subtler stage of samadhi so bhruvor madhye pranam aveshya samyak the pranas to be brought there without any distraction and with this all this preparation one has already been thinking and remembering god constantly and bringing the entire energy of pranas and the mind also is kept absolutely steady and one is thinking about or paying attention see uh, attention doesn't require thinking it is thinking helps us to shift our attention but once that attention is focused on god then thinking also is dropped and when one reaches this stage bhagwan says satam param purusham upayati the yogi or the seeker attains that param purusha that supreme person that supreme being one attains identification complete oneness with that supreme reality tam which was indicated as kavim purana manushasitaram who is divyam the divine person is it in so this is the final leap hmm it's like the death of the ego and merging into the supreme before one can reach this last stage one has to practice throughout the life keep on practicing 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 and then when one is ready one can take the final leap those who have taken this final leap 
they are called the realized masters the jeevan mukta this is uh, possible for every one of us potentially all of us can reach this stage of enlightenment if one follows sincerely this path shown by bhagwan krishna actually our problem many times happens when we keep on going sightseeing or going shopping spiritual shopping we are not satisfied with one path we think that other fellow is telling some more secret or there it is it is better or there it is this bhagwan krishna is called yogeshwar krishna is sakshat bhagwan whatever he said in bhagavad gita is the cream you don't even have to go to the upanishad don't even have to go to any other text sarvopanishado gavo dugdha gopalanandanah partho vats sudhir bhokta dugdham geetamrutam mahata that all the upanishads are like cows and this bhagavad gita is like the milk of that cow so one has to sincerely study the path shown and just follow this is a map the map given and very good map means it is it has got a gprs gprs system means you wherever you are is exact location is it comes on that bhagavad gita i am here exactly you will know where you are after studying because right from 0 to 100 all the ranges are given here you can locate yourself exactly are mai to yahi par hu abhi tak you have to reach a particular point you have to reach mount everest and all this is given like the gps as you move that thing also that bubble also keeps moving there you know where you are going okay similarly as you proceed and take help of bhagavad gita you will know exactly where you are whether you are at the level of karma yoga whether you have to go further into bhakti into gnana dhyana everything will become clear when we sincerely study and follow the guidance given by bhagwan shri krishna so as i said yesterday this ninth and tenth verse is very important the ninth verse shows us the goal and the tenth verse shows us the path बस और क्या चाहिए पाथ है गोल है चलो यू शुड नो वेर टू गो एंड यू शुड नो हाउ टू गो वेर एंड हाउ इज इंडिकेटेड इन दिस टू वर्सेस एवरीथिंग शुड बी ओवर नाउ बट नो भगवान नोज भगवान नोज दैट वी मेनी मे नॉट हैव रीच दिस स्टेज वेर वन कैन टेक द फाइनल लीप so if one has not reached the stage of taking the final leap what should i do to reach the stage kya kare bhagwan says you take the help of my name naam so naam and that name is om so take help of om and proceed on this path till you reach the final destination final door and then you take the final leap so omkar upasna and omkar uh, uh, the support of om and how we can go about that bhagwan now explains in the following verses It says 11th verse 
ಯದಕ್ಷರಂ ವೇದ ವಿಧೋ ವದಂತೆ ವಿಶಂತಿ ಯತಯೋ ವೀತರಾಗ ಯದಿಚ್ಛಂತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಚರ್ಯಂ ಚರಂತೆ ತತ್ತೇ ಪದಂ ಸಂಗ್ರಹೇಣ ಪ್ರವಕ್ಷೆ ಯದಕ್ಷರಂ ವೇದ ವಿಧೋ ವದಂತಿ ವಿಶಂತಿ ಅಜ್ಯತೋ ವೀತರಾಗಿಚ್ಛಂತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಚರ್ಯಂ ಚರಂತಿ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಸೇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಯದ್ ಅಕ್ಷರಂ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ನಾವು ಟೆಲ್ ಯು ಅಬೌಟ್ ಒನ್ ಅಕ್ಷರ್ one word here akshar is a word or sound letter no akshar akshar literal meaning means akshar is that which doesn't get destroyed doesn't decay doesn't perish so this akshar bhagwan doesn't reveal it in this words he doesn't reveal in the next words also he reveals in the 13th verse as om so here he just points it out he says that that word or that letter yad aksharam ved vido vadanti which is spoken by the vedavit the knowers of vedas talk about this om vedas are grand uh, what you call books of knowledge of wisdom ऋग्वेद यजुर्वेद सामवेद अथर्वेद एंड देर आर हंड्रेड्स ऑफ मंत्रास आर देर इन दिस वेदास बट द एसेंस ऑफ दिस वेदास आर गिवन इन दिस टाइनी लिटिल अक्षर ओ बिफोर वी कैन स्टडी वेदास वन हैज टू प्रैक्टिस जप ऑफ गायत्री मंत्र सो वेन वी कॉन्स्टंटली चांड गायत्री मंत्र the mind becomes pure and gets tuned to study the vedas and once we study the vedas the sar of all the vedas is conveyed by only one sound om such a brilliant thing it is the entire bulk of veda is is put in one one sound om nice na so if you can't chant the entire vedas you just say oh <laughs> i should not give you all lazy techniques but it uh, is true if you say om you have said all the vedas you have said everything you have uttered the very essence of all the scriptures of the world pranavas sarva vedeshu bhagwan says i am pranava in the last chapter we have seen i am the om in all the vedas so this is the most fascinating uh, sound symbol of god actually it's a pratik it's a image it's a idol of god of that supreme it is indicated by this sound om 
it is like a just like we have murti we have pictures this is a sound symbol of god it also is bhagwan's name it is also an indicator of god it is also a great mantra so it has got lots of things so it's one of the most beautiful thing on earth or in the universe you can say oh it's most fascinating so bhagwan he doesn't he first he prepares he says i will tell you but i am telling you in advance because i also became little impatient so bhagwan he tells arjuna i will tell you don't be impatient first he tells the beauty of this om and then he reveals that he said yad aksharam vedavido vadanti vedavit are the knowers of vedas who have understood the very depth and the very essence of veda these are the great rishis who have understood the vedas see even in like we have science and all and then physics and the subtler physics and subtler science this was says that uh, what uh, even einstein like is relativity theory they say they used to say i don't know what they say now they say that only few scientists know what he is saying even among scientists only few scientists actually know actually can understand and appreciate what einstein is saying similarly vedas are many but only a few great rishi munis they know the essence and the depth of these vedas it's like the like the flowers one appreciates the beauty of flowers one appreciate the fragrance of flowers but only a, a honey bee understands the depth and the essence of the flower and it picks it up mean okay? no other creature can remove it it removes that nectar from that flower baaki uska khoobsurti dekh ke ha such a nice flower very nice but only that honey bee can remove that honey from that flower similarly people may appreciate the beauty of the vedas the uh, what you call the the grammar or the other knowledge which is given in the vedas but only great rishis they know the depth so bhagwan says i will tell you what this great knowers of vedas they say they have revealed the secret of the vedas they have revealed the honey of this vedic flower yad aksharam vedavido vadanti the knowers of vedas they say and vishanti yad yatayo vitaragaha and i will tell you that akshara which is entered into by the great yatis yatis means seekers who put forth effort to attain that state of enlightenment they entered the depth of this akshara they entered the very core of this akshara om and that which is indicated by om see om is also word a sound which indicates that supreme reality but it is the closest indicator of that supreme in the in kathopanishad it is said it is the 
एतद आलंबनम परम एतद आलंबनम श्रेष्ठम आलंबनम इन सपोर्ट इट टॉक्स अबाउट ओम दैट ओम इज द ग्रेटेस्ट सपोर्ट एंड ओम इज द सटलेस्ट सपोर्ट टू अटेन दैट स्टेट ऑफ रियलाइजेशन एंड इट इज द नियरेस्ट इंडिकेटर ऑफ दैट सुप्रीम सो ही सेज दैट आई विल टेल यू that akshara which is entered into means great yogis or great seekers they enter the depth of this akshara vishanti yad yatayo and which seekers vitaragaha who are totally devoid of all attachment who have no other desires and no other ambitions and no other uh, what you call goals in life they the that which is attained by them or that into which they enter which they value so much that they want to dissolve into it i will tell you that akshara he arjuna just keep your whole attention on me i will reveal that akshara to you vishanti yad yatayo vitaragaha yad ichchanto and knowing the secret of this akshara desiring the secret of this akshara seekers brahmacharyam charanti they observe this vow of brahmacharya brahmacharya means they go to the teacher and stay with the teacher and learn gurav charanti brahma brahmacharya means brahmani charati brahmavat charati one who revels in brahma one who uh, one who uh, behaves like brahma one who strives to attain brahma all these various meanings are there in the word brahmachari uh, literal sometimes in english they translate it as celibacy but that alone is not the complete meaning of that word brahmachari brahma is that supreme brahma charati one who walks on the path of brahma is called brahmachari one who has given up all other ambitions and goals and desires and fully committed to attain the state of realization is called brahmachari whether he is married unmarried is that it doesn't matter one who is fully committed to attain the state of enlightenment is brahmachari so yad ichchantaha knowing desiring to know which a person follows this path of brahmachari brahmacharya i will tell you that akshara to understand see om we all of us we chant but to understand that om one has to approach a master and learn from that master for a long time then we will be able to understand the beauty of that om it will get revealed with all its beauty yad ichchanto brahmacharyam charanti tatte padam that state that word or that sound that letter i will sangrahena briefly pravakshe sangrahena briefly in short i will indicate that state through this sound symbol om ha tatte padam that state which is attained i will indicate briefly to you 
तत्ते पदम संग्रहेण प्रवक्षे सो भगवान प्रिपेयर्ड अर्जुन बिकॉज सी वेन लाइक अ ग्रेट मास्टर एंड ऑल कम्स और सम पर्सन कम्स बिफोर दैट पीपल दैट पायलट कार एंड ऑल कम्स न बिफोर अ किंग कम्स a pilot car comes and that all everything is set right and everything is taken care of then only the king comes otherwise if the king of people might not recognize that he is a king they will take him for granted hmm? they will say are yeah. they will even when the king is there they will look behind her king i am abhi tak mai hi king hu so bhagwan wants to bring that om with full dignity so he tells arjuna i will tell you don't be impatient i will tell you because one can take support of om to do our sadhana now in the next verse he doesn't tell in the next verse he tells how you should use that om how you should take care of that om in your life it is not simple see it is said in our scriptures in the in the in the ayurveda also they talk about great miraculous cures and drugs and all or jadi booti like tulsi tulsi is considered to be a great miracle medicine like sanjeevani you know person who is dying if the tulsi is given to that person might again revive that much power is there in that but one should one should know how to invoke that because it is a subtle life power it is not in the material if you check it in the laboratory and all and see what are the things ingredient this that and all and try to imitate it is not that it's the life energy which is there and which is invoked by constantly worshiping that tulsi in our all our hindu homes in the good old days because nowadays it is not there in the good old days one essential factor was tulsi tulsi has to be there in front of the angam like that was the must because any time anything can happen one can just take the tulsi and the tulsi was not just kept there and people to you throw garbage or things there and tulsi somehow no it was given a special place every day the lady of the house offers water takes a round around the tulsi agarbatti diya these that and all and proper reverence of that is very important actually it's a, one may not appreciate it fully but it has got that power and when then one plucks that tulsi one has to before plucking also we have to take her permission and then with full reverence if you pluck it that tulsi can cure whatever illness one may have similarly one may chant om om people chant like anything wherever you go you find people om but with deep understanding and reverence if you chant it has got a different because it's not just the sound it is the life it's a life mantras they have their own life they have their own devatas they have their own shakti they have their own strength and all so that has to be invoked so when we have deep reverence for it 
then it gets, it, it becomes alive. Like in a computer also some icons and all, you click, karo, ye karo, ho karo, kuch ne jagrati ne hoti uski. <laughs> no? Uh, I don't know what happened, it's not waking up. But at times, if things are proper, you just click and it wakes up with all its beauty. Similarly, this Om has to be in, uh, invoked with reverence, with deep reverence, devotion, love. One has to value it beyond life. So then it will reveal its whole beauty to us. Because it's alive. It will reveal its entire beauty to the one who chants. So before revealing that Om, Bhagwan adds one more shloka to tell us how we should make use of this wonderful mantra. Sarvadvarani Sanyamya Manohridi Nirudhyacha Murdhnya Dhyatmana Pranam Asthito Yoga Dharanam Sarvadvarani Sayamya Bhagavan says, one who is uh, ready to attain that supreme state of realization, one who wants to attain that supreme state of realization, should constantly practice chanting this Om, meditating on Om, and constantly remembering me. But how one should go about doing it? He says, Sarvadvarani Sayyamya. With full focus, again, Bhagavan says, by controlling all the doors. All the doors? I have only one door. Not your door of your house, but door of our body. We have this ten doors huh, of the senses. Even mind can be included, eleventh one. Sarvadwar, because they are like dwar only. Dwar because we uh, do vavhar, things come in and things go out. So the senses are called dwar. Our eyes, ears, nose and the organs of action, perception, they are like dwar. So the most distraction happens through these doors only. So doors should be kept under control. Just like in our airport and all, if you want to control the all the people and all, one has to have proper control at the door itself. Before entering the airport also they check, ticket hai ki nahi, So they check everything. Then security check, this check, that check. So door only. Once you cross that door, you are free. So similarly, our all these doors, the senses, should be kept under control. So, Sarvadwarani Sayyamya, having controlled, restrained all the senses, then Manaha, 
again also the mind ridhi nirudhyacha restraining the mind in the heart restraining the mind in the heart means making the mind free of all its disturbance mind free of all its prattis means keeping the mind steady when the mind becomes steady it resides in the heart heart is the very core of our being heart is the very origin of this mind heart is the place not the physical heart but the spiritual heart heart is the very core of this mind heart is where you feel joy as well as feel sorrow also the deepest emotions are felt in the heart joy sorrow fear <gasps> my heart is please no so that is a is a spiritual heart so when the mind becomes calm quite peaceful it resides in the heart it 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 settles in the heart it goes to its very core so mano hridi nirudhyacha restraining the mind in the heart then murdhni adhaya atma atmanah pranam then again that prana you raise the prana bhagwan says in your head in the head here again one can say that it is uh, in between the eyebrows hmm one means focus the energy of this pranas in the head see there are certain things which are quite subtle and and very difficult to comprehend but slowly as we practice things will get revealed the beauty of the spiritual path is that as you proceed on this path certain steps few further steps get revealed it's like a torch you have in your hand and you walk at night you can see only a short distance with the help of that torch light you can see only a short distance so you walk that distance and when you reach when you walk you can see some more some more path gets revealed similarly when one proceeds on this path of spirituality slowly the further things also will get revealed as we go on so sar murdhni adhaya atmanah pranam so focusing the prana pranik shakti in our head asthitah yoga dharanam one who remains with that firm desire to attain that supreme stage of uh, realization such a person what should he do after gaining all this qualification what he should do and what is that pada which you talked about that now bhagwan reveals in the next verse om itekaksharam brahma व्याहरन मामनुस्मरन यप्रयाति तजन्देहम सयाति परमाम गतिम ओमित्तेकाक्षरं ब्रह्म व्याहरन मामनुस्मरन यप प्रयाति तजन्देहम सयाति परमाम गतिम 
ओक्षरम ब्रह्म भगवान हेड प्रॉमिस दट आई विल टेल यू तत्ते पदम संग्रहेण प्रवक्षे आई विल टेल यू द वेरी द एसेंस of this vedas which is indicated which is understood by the great knowers of the vedas i will tell you and here bhagwan reveals that as om so om is the most uh, sacred mantra of the entire vedas like om if you add om to any mantra that mantra also becomes complete like namashivaya namashiva is a panchakshara mantra namashivaya it's called panchakshara mantra with five akshara but that without om it is incomplete we have to say om namashivaya then only it gets that beauty and it it becomes complete like in uh, puja also if you do perform puja Uh, whatever you offer as naivedya to bhagwan when you add tulsi into it then it becomes complete tulsi makes it complete whatever food you offer if it is tulsi is there ha ah, then it is complete similarly whatever mantra you chant om is there ha ah, then it's complete om shri ram jay ram jay jay ram om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo narayanaya so many mantras are there so om iti ek aksharam this is ek akshara because just one om though it is made up of uh, when we write we it's uh, o and ma hmm? or a u ma three letters are there but it is chanted at om so it only one one sound ओम इति एकाक्षरम ब्रह्मा दिस ओम इज कॉल्ड एक अक्षरम ब्रह्मा ओम इज कॉल्ड ब्रह्मली अनदर नेम ऑफ दैट सुप्रीम रियालिटी और द सटलेस्ट नेम ऑफ दैट सुप्रीम रियालिटी इज ओम ओम इट सेल्फ शुड बी टेकन एज द सुप्रीम ब्रह्म एंड ओम इट सेल्फ इज द निर्गुण ब्रह्म ओम इट सेल्फ इज सगुण ब्रह्म Om is the mantra indicating Brahma. Om is the sadhana for attaining that Brahma. Om contains everything. It is the path, and it is the goal also. It is not only the ultimate goal, but it is also the penultimate goal. Everything is covered by that sound Om. Om iti ekaksharam Brahma. about this om uh, in mandukya upanishad the entire upanishad is devoted only to explain this om that way other upanishad also talk about om but mandukya upanishad talks specially uh, about this om it's one of the subtlest upanishad there are only 12 mantras but on that 12 mantras our gaudha padacharya ji has written an elaborate glossary on that shankaracharya ji has written elaborate commentary all explaining that word om briefly that om indicates that supreme and that supreme expresses in this 
world, we all that we experience is the supreme reality only. We are experiencing ourselves. But our experience can be divided into four parts. We experience ourselves in four parts at present. We experience ourselves in the waking state, in the dream state, in the deep sleep state, and in the Turiya Avastha, in the state of meditation. In all these four states, we experience ourselves. Like now we are in the waking state, most of us. So, we are experiencing ourself only as this waking state experience. It's my experience. I and what I experience. So, it is the experience of I. But when I go to sleep and dream, that is also an experience of I. And when I go to deep sleep state, dreamless sleep, that is also an experience of I. And when I go into the state of uh, meditation, Turiyavastha, that is also an experience of I. So the I in the waking state is indicated by A, that sound A of Om. I of the dream is indicated by the sound U. The I of the deep sleep state is indicated by the sound uh, by the sound ma, um, mm, and that I of the Turi avastha is indicated by silence. So when we chant Om, in Om there is a u ma. Um is the beginning of Om. U is the middle. Ma is the end portion of the Om. And then it merges into silence. So there are four stages in Om. So that beginning a uh, indicates indicates the Jagrat Avastha or the Jagrat Purusha, cosmic waking person, cosmic waker. Then U indicates the cosmic dreamer. Ma indicates the cosmic deep sleeper and the silence indicates the cosmic person, the supreme Brahma in his Nirgun Nirakar Roop. So the silence indicates the Nirgun Brahma and A Uma indicates the Sagun Brahma. It not A Uma not only indicates the individual Atma but also indicates that Brahma. So, Om, that sound has got depth of meaning. Hmm. So, when one chants that Om with proper understanding, Om iti ekaksharam brahma vyaharan maam anusmaran, Bhagavan says, one who chants this Om, utters this Om loudly and then also in the mind, but simultaneously, contemplating on the meaning of this Om and shifting one's attention on the meaning of this Om. Maam Anusmaram and the meaning is God. Maam. I, Bhagavan says. So remembering me, one who chant this Om and while chanting Yap Prayati, one who drops his ego or at the time of death also one who drops his body, Tejan Deham, Sayati Paramam Gatim, that person attains the supreme goal. So taking, if one cannot meditate on that supreme reality directly, 
one can take help of a symbol and that is how the pratik upasana got evolved so om is a symbol subtlest symbol if om also become difficult then create an image so that you can remember god remember that supreme but om is the subtlest so yap prayati tejan deham sayati paramam gatim so one who chants this om constantly meditating on the meaning of om at the time of death or at the time of death of the ego one attains that supreme state of realization one drops so one takes the support of om to reach that state of realization more about this and something more we will see in our class tomorrow Thank mm-hmm. you.